Yeah. I, I really think that's a, that's a good point, Mike. You want to run that back real quick? All right, guys. So we were just talking about churches. Well, don't you think we should introduce ourselves first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. What's up, guys? I'm Michael Betu on uh, the past. Yeah. I can't even talk right now. You know, a little stuttery, stuttery. I got my boy Jake here. Will I introduce himself? Yeah, I'm Jake. Uh, you know, just a local weirdo. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, local, you run that local buddy. Back? So we're just talking about churches and how how some churches take capitalism to the next level. How the pastor comes walking in wearing a thousand dollar shirt, a couple thousand dollar watch, and there's people starving a block a block away, and talking about how you know we need to come help this church, give volunteer all this time and effort, but really they're making so much money off of it they're not even helping the community around them. Yeah, for sure. Like I've seen, I've seen that with plenty of big churches. Like they'll have bowling alleys, basketball courts, anything like that. But they don't have food closets. They don't have food pantries. They don't. They don't have clothing, uh, clothing closets, or help the homeless in any way whatsoever. And and just as Christian values go, that are established, you know, it's it's their job to help the homeless and needy, help their community, right? But really, and then they plan all these big. Um, What's that word where they go out to different missions? Mission. Yeah, missions for all these different countries. But down the street, there's people starving and yeah. struggling. When we could be helping people at home. Yeah, for sure. And I and like that comparison there is like yeah, that I do think they should do missions as yeah. well. But with the with the money that goes into it, right? Instead of another basketball court to have four of them, yeah, they should be putting that towards helping the community. And people that are really disenfranchised around there. So, like the local church I go to, they, even as small as they are in the small number of donations they receive, every last bit of it goes towards the clothing closet. So whenever it's winter time, they hand out coats and blankets and everything to the homeless yep. to make sure that you know they stay warm, they don't die. Uh, they do the same thing with all the neighborhoods around there as well, which is great. Um, same thing with the every Thursday, uh, they do a food food pantry, and with that food pantry, you just go there, show your ID, they write your name down, and they give you an entire like a, a whole bunch of food, that because they know people are struggling. Yeah, and they and they want to give back to the community. Yeah, and that's the important thing is like, so like, the capitalist agenda has really worked itself into uh, the modern day church. Yeah, more more than ever. Really, like you have Joe Olstein who will constantly tell you, like, yeah, 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 the Bible's great, but my book is even better. So just buy this book now, and it'll solve all your problems, and keep giving me your money. And it's just, it's absolutely terrible. While they're flying on these private jets <laughs> to their next event, right? And they do not care about starving homeless people. It's just monetizing the spiritual. Yeah. And and people are following in mass pursuit behind it. Plenty of people are monetizing the spiritual more than ever. Right? We see that we see that sex. We, we see that with even like something like tarot cards and all that stuff, like the gypsy culture, that's mm. monetized greatly inside of Barnes and Nobles. Like they have a whole section dedicated to that. And like people go there and they'll buy it and they'll invest tons of money <laughs> into it because they're monetizing every single aspect of life. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Right? And and well, not to divulge into a different topic, but something like, uh, like even with uh, gay marriage and stuff like that, right? Like uh, you'll see, like oh, LGBTQ month and, and all this stuff, and I th I think the inclusivity is great 
absolutely positive. We but, support, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But the monetization of it is where I draw the line because a lot of people think that, oh, this is just part of the liberal left agenda to, to do this. And I would say, no, this is all a part of the capitalist agenda in order to monetize their profit, to, to maximize their profits to the highest point they can, right? If there's a small demographic that's not being pandered to, why not pander to them? Because then you've cornered that form of the market. And that's that's the goal. I mean, yeah. it really is the goal. I have an unpopular opinion. I think churches should not get tax breaks at all. I believe that they should, if anything, they should get be deducted like any other business. You know, put money into um, products and not products, but things that will that they have to put money into the economy to, you know, better their church and everything, but then they could rat it off like the rest of us instead of hoarding money and putting it into, like Jake said, basketball courts and all this stuff when yeah. they could really be um, helping the communities and when they're instead of, you know, screwing the communities. I hate to say it because yeah. for most most churches that are monetizing as much as they can, they're not, su they're not supporting the people down the street. And yeah. really it's the people down the street that are giving them their money mm -hmm. so they can continue. Yeah, and 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 this is no like this isn't to attack anyone that's a part of the Bible yeah. Belt. And not the, at all. And, and the smaller culture, right? Because like, this is a small. This is a small percentage of mega churches. There's more yeah. than mega churches. I've been to a lot of very good churches that are small. Yeah, exactly. They, feeding they the, I mean, food banks, feeding the homeless. I mean, you can name it. There's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good churches, but the ones that are you know have millions of followers, they usually tend to be a little bit more corrupt. Yeah, for sure. And, like, <clears throat> the disregarding, like, so, like, people would disregard that statement entirely and be like, well, you can't really systematically get rid of greed. And it's like, well, that's a fair point. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you should promote it either, right? So that's the problem. Like, right, So whenever I was talking to someone about the, the difference between socialism and capitalism and things like that, they're like, well, at the end of the day, greed is going to take over. And I go, well, that's, that's not a bad point. You make a fair point. People are going to get greedy and people are going to want things. But inside of capitalism, greed is promoted. That's the difference there, right? So greed is promoted beyond all measure. It's not to help the fellow man next to you anymore. It's to step on their corpse so you can achieve higher gains, yes. right? Lower they, somebody else so you can get higher. Exactly, right? You you undercut this man in order to become better. Yep. And, and I, I think that's just a bad way to look at it. In my opinion, you know, just to say, oh, you know, you can't take greed out, so we might as well just be in a system that promotes it. Mm -hmm. It's it's very dumb. As far as the churches go, I just think it, it goes back to whether or not they truly believe in, like, actually what they state yeah. with their religious doctrine. Well, yeah, if they actually follow the Bible or they're using mm -hmm. the Bible for their own benefits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, make sure you give me that 10%. And uh, well, that and that's supposed to help the community, but instead it lines their pockets. Again, this isn't going out to the small churches that are fifty, you know, a hundred people. That's the ones I go to. I go to the very small. Yeah, ones. usually those churches, in my in my experiences, are better than the larger churches. Yeah, yeah for the sure. The sermons are better. The people are better. The pastors are better. Yeah, they're very they're very genuine and they're very they're very much so about community. Because I remember whenever I was thirteen, the church next to my house, you know, paid entirely for my brother's funeral. Because they realized we were poor and we we couldn't do it, you know we couldn't yeah. pay for that, and that's a whole another topic on the monetization of death, and how you know I can't even afford to die right now. Like my family would be in debt if I were to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's insane to me. In the in this first world country we live in, I would be in mass debt if I were to die. Yeah, which is 
crazy. I mean, you're dead. I mean, death should be free, unfortunately. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not. Like, it's... Well, it's, it's free for the person dying, but everyone else left yeah. is, you know, really scrounging around to... Yeah, all uh, your friends and family. And man, they're going to have to sell off your thing. So, like, that form of inheritance is taken away as well right so that's that's another problem you have when you monetize every single aspect of life right so uh, I don't know if you knew this or not so like all your hospital bills when you die if you owe them they'll come and take that out of your assets entirely mm. yeah and if you yeah. if they can't take it out of your ass assets then they put it in your family they, yeah 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 like it's it's gone through debt collections and everything and same thing goes with credit, right? So, like, they give you this fake form of currency entirely, and they come and take real things from you. Which yeah. is so, so ridiculous. And so, uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with 1984, but it's definitely red fascism over and over again. Uh, just, oh, now my credit score is high enough, I can own a home. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely terrible. But uh, if you'd like to, would you like to touch on the... Uh, monetization of other spiritual things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. go ahead. Um, Let's dive in. I I think with something like sex as well, like sex for the longest time was seen as either like something sacred. We'll just say it's like a ritual, right? Yeah. Right. And regardless if the ritual is trivial or or of utmost importance, does it change the sacredness of it to the individual? Does that make Does that make any sense? Elaborate a little bit. So so. With something like every single Saturday night, I come home and watch the Clemson game. That's my ritual, man. Yeah. That's that's my bread and butter. That's my walk down that's the hill. That's your thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? And when that's messed with, it throws everything off balance, right? It's trivial, but it doesn't change the importance of it to you, mm -hmm. right? And we can say the same thing that happens with something like sex. So in 1970, you had the Summer of Love. And the summer of love was called that because, well, everyone was high on drugs and loving each other, right? <laughs> yeah. But now we're high on drugs and just fucking each other. Yeah. And I think that's the difference there is that change and not, in And not a good kind of fucking. Yeah. Like a hate fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like I'm taking my hatred of myself, the world, and everything else out on you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> inside, inside this act for maybe the hope of a release. Yeah. Uh, but but for them it was called summer of love because they, they they loved one another. I mean, even if it was drug induced love, it was still some form of love. For us though, it's not that right. Tinder, Bumble, all these things, it is an activity. It's a commodity. It's an exchange, right? It it feels very impersonal. But I also believe that capitalism has truly cornered that point of the. I guess sexual spectrum to where they can monetize it to its highest value. Yeah, monetize. Yeah, from everything from sex to everything we do from day to day. I mean, yeah. getting your bread, getting your water, yeah. your electricity, anything you need to live yeah, has been capitalized. Yeah, every day of the week. Same thing goes. With, well, even like even with protective sex and plenty of other things, contraceptives, all these things are all for the form of a capitalist game. Mm -hmm. That's what they're for. Yeah. As simple as that, right? Someone, someone gets uh, a terrible disease. We're gonna profit off of it. Someone gets cancer. We're gonna profit off of it. All these, all these things are being profit, profited, greatly. Now I don't know what's what's your thought on the, like the capitalist system taking on the health system. 
right? So like capitalism invading the health system. Yeah. Right? How do you how do you feel about that? Absolutely terrible. I do not believe one bit that corporations should be running hospitals or anything for that because they're profiting off of people suffering. People like to say a mother's got it. Mother of four broke as hell. Could even afford. Could barely even afford to feed her kids. Now she has to get a triple bypass surgery, and now she's six figures in debt. Before she was, I mean, before I mean that's that's if everything goes right. And I mean, hospitals are not cheap, y'all. I mean, you're gonna spend at least two or three k a day yeah. if you have a real problem. Yeah. I mean, and the average American cannot afford that. The average American barely even has two, three thousand dollars in their bank account right now. I mean, True. which is really kind of eye-opening when you think about it. I mean, Americans are not as rich as people like to think we are because mm-hmm. we we have all these we need all these things that are now necessities when we used to have access to certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, back in back in the day, we everybody used to have backyard gardens. They used to try to do everything themselves, use as much as they could um, out of a product. But now they're just they buy a product and throw it away. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea is for you to buy this one product and throw it away. And that's the whole shelf life is to be thrown away. So, I mean, when you think about it, we're kind of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. It's not yeah, really a sure. way out of it. Um, and I don't know where America's going with it. Well, well, in the words of Karl Marx, <laughs> as I'll quote him dangerously, uh, the biggest production of the bourgeoisie is its own grave diggers. And I'll yep. say that time and time again. The ender of capitalism will forever be unregulated capitalism. Every time a single mother of four gets screwed over, those four children end up... One of them might end up prospering greatly and then using the system to their advantage for sure, but they're going to be resentful of the way their mother was treated. And hopefully change comes about that. right? And I think the more and more people realize that they're getting screwed over, that things aren't going as well as it's made out to be, they'll become, I guess, awakened, so to say, to a form of revolution. Whether it's passive or active, uh, they'll be awakened to the idea that this isn't the best system that we could have as humans, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that really, really bothers me, is like everyone's like, well, this is the best system we have at the moment, for sure. We thought forever that the divine right of kings were untouchable, and then that changed. Mm-hmm. As the same way we think that the capitalist market and free market is the best thing that we've ever had. At the moment, sure, we'll say it is. Guaranteed. I'll admit that. And I will admit the, the positive and perks, right? Like, like right now we get to do this. Right? We get to sit here and talk about these things. That is a good. But that little bit of good doesn't outweigh the whole lot of bad that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see? And there's other capitalist countries that like have a free market system in place but socialist ideas within their government to allow for free health care for people. Right? To make it aware it's like, oh sorry, you know, we feel really bad. We have to charge you a hundred dollars for staying in this hospital. And I would happily pay that every yeah. day of the week. But if I call it's cheaper for me to call an Uber or taxi to go to the hospital than it is an ambulance. Oh yeah. That's two two K right there. Yeah. Two grand. Two grand. Even if there's nothing it doesn't matter. It's two grand for how Yeah, you if, if, if you just wanted the hospital to take you I mean the ambulance to come up and take you to the hospital, two grand right off the bat. Yep. I mean if you don't have insurance in the hospital, guess what happens? Oh, huge huge L. Huge L. Yeah, you're gonna for sure. you're gonna get sick and die. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the hospital because they're not gonna treat you. Yeah. It, it, so emergency room 
you know, obviously they'll treat you. Yeah. But there's only so much. Yeah, right? there's certain there's only certain things they'll treat you for. Yeah. Now if you're having just let's say you're having um irregular heartbeat or something and you don't have insurance, tough luck, buddy. Yeah. Unless you're literally dying on a table. Yeah, they're not yeah. they're not gonna treat you. And even then they'll treat you for a little bit and they'll be like they'll find out you have insurance and they're like, Well, we're not gonna operate because you don't have insurance. Yeah. It's 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 all these terrible things. Like they put, have, they'll slap a band aid on it and yeah. be like, Okay. Yeah, that, that should yeah, that should fix it. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Like money, money, money is the key aspect of all of it. <laughs> it, it I know we sound very radical. I know. We sound a little extreme right now, <laughs> just because we this is the first one. Yeah. And we just wanted to get some things off our chest. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's like I'm very angry about like a lot of it to see this injustice because we live in a world where we waste we live in a country where we waste food mm-hmm. like we, we waste millions upon millions yeah of products every day yep yet there's people starving exactly and in a lot of states there's more empty housing than there are homeless people yeah mm-hmm. that's that's Insane to me. I mean, same things happening. There's more. There's. I don't remember how the what the number is, but there's a lot more houses than there are people. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to pull it up real quick? Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's insane. Same things happening in Paris. I watched a doc on it. Uh, watched a doc on it to where. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, how much food we waste is insane. Oh, I, sure. I think a statistic that I read somewhere was 60% of the corn we grow in America is thrown away. 60%? It might have wow. been 40, but even then, that's a lot. Yeah, that's more that's, than it should be. And corn is one of the biggest crops in America, if not the largest. Grain is by far the largest crop, but you can you can figure grain in there. But usually, they use any kind of waste of corn, they usually put it in starches, I mean, um, corn starch and all that. But a lot of it just gets thrown away because it goes bad before it's used. Except for dent corn. Dent corn, they use that as animal feed and stuff like that. And actually, a cool company, Jivo, is actually turning corn waste into jet fuel, which is pretty cool. Huh. That is is actually really cool. Uh, So this right here shows that there's 16 million uh, vacant houses in America. And the number of homeless people in the U.S. estimates to be 552,000. There's <laughs> 16 million vacant houses. And yep. only a half a million. Let's, okay, let's go ahead and say a million. Okay, that's yeah. reported because, I mean, a lot of them yeah, are yeah. doing polls and all yeah. that. You so. know, we'll do a favor to all the capitalists out there and be like, that's not reported ones. Yeah. We'll even triple it. Let's yeah, we'll triple, triple it. it. You know, yeah, we'll <laughs> triple it. Yeah. <laughs> 1.5 million homeless people right that's reported non-reported yeah and there's that's only 10% of the vacant houses mm-hmm. that is insane to me like how how is that even possible for people to look at and say oh yeah that's that's good that's a good system I really like that system yeah yeah it, <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind right because like it's uh, the idea here the reason socialism, Marxism, anything like that will never take off in America is because no one in America is poor. They're just not a billionaire yet. Yeah. Where everybody in America is fake poor. Yeah. 
They're, well, that's what they think. Yeah. They really are poor, but they're able to be buying, go to the grocery store. I mean, go to the gas station and you know buy a soda and whatever they really want because it's a cheap product. But it's really just kind of feeding them staying poor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and on top of it is that the, there's no need to change the system when that system is going to benefit me when I get my big break, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. So, like, why why would I knock Donald Trump for burying his wife on a golf course and getting a tax write off write off on it? Right. Like, is that his fault because the system's broken at hand? And it goes well. You're trying to legislate morality just because it is the, just because it's not illegal, just because it's using a loophole doesn't necessarily make it right. Yeah. The right thing to do. To yeah. Just because it's legal share. or illegal doesn't make it right or wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's like, just labels that somebody before us created. Yeah, those that's legis- trying to legislate morality in- inside that sense. And there's no need to change that system because their thought process is, I want to be as rich as him. I look up to him because I want to be where he's standing. Yeah. right? And I'm willing to step on whoever's head I have to in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And and that thought process is, a, is really big inside of capitalism. That's why we're going to see the death of family values uh, even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, there's a quote from Dostoevsky that's that's really good uh, inside the translation I read. It said, "Poverty is not a sin, but destitution is a sin. Mm. Destitution being the inability to escape poverty without the selling of one's own soul." Right, and what that's referring to is the drunkard at the bar was talking to Raskolnikov, saying, "You know, my sister, who's a good Christian woman, just had to prostitute herself out." So we could even eat. Yep. And the same thing goes across the world. It's, I'm not even talking about prostitution. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm referring to taking a soul-crushing job at Amazon, working 13 hours on rigorous labor with no break, no benefit, and stolen labor. Having your way of life feel purposeless. Yeah. Right? That is selling of your own soul. 100%. In, in and, my eyes. And I work with people that, because I did a traveling job for a while... And I work with people that, you know, had an engineering degree and everything, professional engineers. And by the time he ended up leaving, he was like, man, my son's 18 now. He's, he's driving a truck. He he's, doesn't live in the house anymore. And I don't work this job anymore. And he's like, I, he's like, I didn't get to go into any of his football games. I only went fishing with him twice in 18 years. Basically missed his whole child growing up for a job. So you didn't, I mean, it's, I mean, it's his kid, but yeah. is it really his kid? Yeah. You know, he yeah, didn't. Sure. He wasn't there for any of his his moments, his defeats, his victories. I mean, is that kind of life that people deserve? No, no not no. one bit. Yeah, and and because of <clears throat> the now like both parents are working men- mentality, right? Like we the grind set mentality of oh we're both going to work. Uh, it's I think really detrimental to the family dynamic, right? I'm not saying like oh you know like the man man should work, the woman should stay home. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying the fact that capitalism has tricked us into believing that the only way in which we can run a house now is by both of you working, putting your whole life to this, and no family time whatsoever, no essence of being, because these jobs, again, will have that job posted before your obituary is. Yep. Every day of the week. That's how replaceable everybody is. Yeah. Really. You yeah. just if you're filling a job like that, I mean, you're just a number. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Yep. Really. Uh, and 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 that doesn't refer to. Well, we'll say that with every job, 
right? Yeah. It's it's not every job, but I would say a vast majority of jobs. Well, yeah, I mean, so, but, well, the reason why I said every job is because, let's say, let's say I'm an engineer, and when I get sick and old, and they need to replace yeah, yeah. me, there's going to be an engineer to replace yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, that, that, so there's always going to be somebody after you. Yeah, for sure. So there's, you're not, are you really even contributing anything if, if there's somebody lined up after you? I mean, if you don't feel f- fulfilled at your job, well, really, what's the point of doing it? If you, like, I'll take a quote from my brother. If you don't love it, then why are you doing it? Yeah, I agree. And and the only time in which you can bear that, like, because Nietzsche tells us, he who has a why can bear anyhow. And I think that's a really good quote. And the reason being is because, let's say I'm a father, and my wife's working hard, and now I have to work hard, and I have to get this soul-crushing job to care for my family. Mm-hmm. That is something you're going to have to bear through for your why. Because you decided to have children. Now your life is enveloped to those children. But my problem is not that, oh, you know, like, oh, he chose to have kids. Why Why should the system be punished? No, 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 no. The fact that even the most basic human reproduction process is a critical choice in your life now mm-hmm. to where it's like, well, you're going to have to work a crippling job and do all these terrible, terrible things, work more hours than a serf, in order to even have a mediocre life, is terrible. Yeah, the, right now they're saying it's going to cost around $200,000 to raise a kid. And that's bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, that's like essentials. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, to raise a kid, raising kids is really expensive. Yeah. Probably one of the most expensive things you'll ever end up doing. Yeah. And it's... It's it's so ridiculous to me, yet again, because we waste so many resources, mm-hmm. so many resources, yeah. and I and I think like all those could be repurposed entirely. Talk about wasting resources. I actually worked for um, solid waste management, mm-hmm. and just seeing those landfills. I worked on a landfill in Okeechobee, Florida, and I called it a Florida mountain because it's about four hundred feet tall, three to four hundred feet tall of trash. Florida's flat. For anybody who's never been to Florida, Florida's flat. And I mean, to see a mountain in Florida that's trash, man-made, it's pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, you think about how much things can be reused. Actually, working at a job there, we had to excavate to um, to clean up some leachate, which is liquid from the landfill, because um, the leachate pump wasn't working. We were excavating, and we found about 40, 50 pieces of rebar that were perfectly perfectly fine. Just And they just threw them away because they didn't want to take them home with them. Yeah, the the same thing goes. So, so it makes me think back to uh, Grapes of Wrath. Uh, did you ever read that? No, I did not. Okay, okay. Grapes of Wrath. There's a scene in there where they're driving. Uh, they're on their way to California for work. It's during the Dust Bowl Great Depression. They're starving, uh, and they're driving, and they see these oranges on the side of the road, and these men were pouring kerosene across them, making them inevitable. I mean, in that, in edible. Yeah. Right. So you, you can't eat them now. They have kerosene across them. They're they're oozing, and these people are really, really, really hungry. It's hordes of them going there. And the quote goes, "Why buy a dozen for, I think it's twenty cent, when you can walk a mile down the road and get it for free?" And that's where the problem of capitalism really starts to take off further and further. Convenience. Right is convenience and on top of that is right this person's starving so let's make them pay for it mm-hmm. right let's make them pay for it we we know 
we can, right? That's what's taught to us in inside a business school, right? If you remember, if I if I have twenty boxes of pizza and no one wants any slices, I'm gonna have to sell them a dollar a pop, mm-hmm. right? Like or or fifty cent a slice. But if I have one box of pizza and forty people want it, I can I can drive it up. And if forty of those people are starving, and I have a box of pizza. I could charge a hundred bucks for that box. It doesn't matter. They're willing yeah. to pay whatever because it's work or starve. Yep. And and that's a problem to me. Again, seeing how we waste millions, millions of products every single day. Yep. And as I, as I was reading that book about the oranges, I saw uh, Dollar General. I was driving by it, and I saw them outside their dumpster, and they were throwing the food products away that were still sealed, still sealed. They were throwing it away, and then they poured their trash on top of it. Right? Yeah. So all that food went to waste, and then they poured their trash on top of it as form of a kerosene, so to say, so no one would go through it and get all that all that food. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> I, I remember one time, uh, me and my buddy Kever, we, were, we went to Circle K, and this guy, uh, he's in charge of refreshing the donuts every week, and he would just come, He and we saw him, he had trash to giant trash bags full of donuts and we're like dude what are you about to do that he's like oh we're about to throw them away i was like are they good he's like dude there's nothing wrong with them they're just a couple days old do you want them and we're like yeah we'll take them i mean it was a bag full of donuts so i mean you can only eat a couple off the top without it being an oozy mess but still how much food we just waste i mean if what if the circle k instead of throwing away those donuts took them to the homeless shelter yeah same same. fed people with it instead of i mean there's nothing wrong with them yeah same the, the same thing goes, but then it begins, like, people are going to pose the problem, right? It's like, well, where's the incentive in that, right? Why would I work whenever I can just go get this food for free? Yeah. And it goes, well, now you've just agreed that it's work or starve. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies. It's an inherent problem in the system. It's, it's taking advantage of the most basic human need, food. Not just that. Now it's even it's gone even farther to take advantage of every single aspect of human life, F- food, pleasure, pain, everything, even our worst moments inside our life. My grandfather dying in a hospital, right, was monetized ten thousand dollars in debt for dying of a heart attack in a hospital, and then we had to pay two thousand for his funeral. Yep, that's twelve thousand dollars, and and we had to sell off so much of his stuff that was going to be left to us, but because of that now now all that stuff is gone mm-hmm. it's it's in someone else's name because they knew that we were suffering so they could profit off of it yep and that's terrible to me that's it's it's just awful man it really it really is now truthfully neither of us know like the the correct way to go about actively fixing the system yeah. Like if I'm being honest about it, no, right? yeah, but it doesn't mean that we can't critique it, because like I said earlier in the cast, the biggest production that the bourgeoisie has is its own grave diggers, and if we don't fix the problems of capitalism, if we don't fix these problems now, mm-hmm. the inevitable social revolution will come faster and sooner. Yep. Right, and if we don't take active steps in trying to secure safety for for individuals that are uh, displaced, then we are going to create people that want to end this entire system. Exactly. And, and Karl Marx states that it ends in one of two ways. The first way being 
the complete obliteration of the bourgeoisie, and we see that with the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And the second way is the complete decimation of both classes. And we see that with the Bolshevik Revolution. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So it's, it's pretty interesting uh, to see that these are natural progressions throughout history. Yeah. And that this entire class struggle that's happening and will continue to happen for a long time uh, will just be further exacerbated by the efforts of modern day capitalism. Because yep. we are in a late stage capitalist world, for oh, sure. Oh, 100%. I, I, I see a lot of comparisons to now and the fall of Rome. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, even Rome was Republic, but I mean, still, there's a lot of things that, I mean, just how the government's being run, how things are getting passed around and handed out yeah. to certain people just because. Daddy Biden gave it to him, or you know, tax breaks, all this tax breaks to corporations making billions, if not trillions, of dollars, just because they need a tax break so yeah. they can hoard more money. And I was actually talking to one of my coworkers about this. We kind of messed up by giving corporations tax breaks, mm-hmm. just because back in the day they used to reinvest that into their people, uh-huh. um, resources for their company and everything, but now with corporations and tax breaks, they're hoarding money. Yes. They're yes. hoarding money to make themselves better better mm-hmm. than other companies. Yeah. And so you're suppressing other people, like we were talking earlier, you're stepping on the backs of your of your um, community to raise yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's something that's awful. And I'll also have to input, like, so... As the American people, uh, American taxpayers have bailed out the banks, yep. General Motor companies, oil, oil, and airlines. And by the way, oil had the highest earnings ever reported this year. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that those four are just in my lifetime, right? Twenty-two yeah. years old. Yeah, 22. this is all in our lifetime. This I mean, all, I'm, I'm 23, so yeah. this is this is new. Yeah, this this is, is, we're not talking history. Yeah, we're 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 talking our lifetime. Yeah, this uh-huh. is these are the four within our lifetime. 2008 recession, right there. That are that's caused by the banks. It's not caused by the inadequacy of the government. Caused by the banks, through the entire process of handing mortgages out like candy. Right, knowing people aren't going to pay them back, lying, selling those mortgages off as A-rated mutual funds. And because they did that, people lost out on their pensions as well, and it left four million Americans homeless. Mm-hmm. And then the and when the banks started crashing and going under, we the American people bailed them out. Yeah, because they fucked us. That yeah. is insane to me. Like, not only did did they screw us over once, but we had to pay them for screwing us over. And don't, I know we sound like a Comcast right now. I just said. Like we're complete communist, but yeah. that's not what we're trying to get at. We're there's there's flaws in our society and the way our governments run, and we're just kind of pointing them out. I, I for one support parts of capitalism, but when you have people that represent us in government, that their whole idea is to to set up their families for the rest of their life. Yeah, I mean Nancy Pelosi is the best stock trader, one of the best stock traders ever. Yeah, did doing better than Warren Buffett. Yeah, I mean. People yeah. who trade stocks their whole life in, can't in, do as good because she has insider information. Yeah, insider knowledge. It's just like the uh, Federal Reserve behind closed door meeting. He, uh, I can't remember his name right now. He traded off uh, over half a million dollars worth of stocks for some reason. For for some reason, and next thing you know, those stocks crash. 
Yeah. Ins- insider trading is is big, and you know it's like, well, since that's the system, you should just play it, and you shouldn't gripe about it. And it goes, no, 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 no. If the game is broken, we should fix it. Yeah, not not if the game's broken, somebody should benefit off of it, and then other people should suffer from it. Yeah, and then we should also benefit off that suffering. Yeah, right. right? Like exactly. that's 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 the really really messed up part uh, to me. And well, with the banking system, like I was telling you, when they did that, the four million Americans homeless. We paid for it. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes whenever we, whenever the airlines were crashing during COVID. We pay for that. I mismanaged my money. I should be better with my money. They mismanaged their money as a huge company. We pay them off. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. But it's a big deal whenever we give a significantly less college college debt forgiveness. Yeah, it's significantly less than all of all four of those bailouts. A hundred percent. This society, especially for the General Motors. Our entire infrastructure designed for car dependency, right? So that's another expense that other nations don't really have to worry about, and that's what capitalism is really, really pride upon, is the fact that we live in a car-dependent infrastructure, yep. right? From this neighborhood, Michael, if you... What's what's the closest location? Like, the close... What's Ingalls, right? Is Ingalls be the closest? Or QT. QT would actually Let's be... Let's say the, a mile and a half, two miles. Two miles, right? What's that walk? The wall? Yeah, that walk. There. Oh, the walk. Are they yeah, the walk? because it's winding roads. It's not a straight path. It's winding yeah, roads. that's What's probably a 20-minute walk. 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30-minute walk. Okay. And then that's that's just of a QT. Now, yep. to the angles, what are you looking? 40, 40, 50? Maybe yeah, even probably. Cause, yeah, because it's not straight. Uh, at all. Yeah. Not close. Right? Not bike-friendly. Not No public transportation. It is a car-dependent infrastructure in which we depend on. And because of that, it adds another necessity to people's life. And on top of that, because it's a necessity, insurance companies can also profit off of that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, gas companies can also profit on top of that. Because every single aspect of your car is now monetized to its highest value. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? The reason, you know why we have so many auto zones and everything like that versus other countries? Because we have a car-dependent infrastructure. Yep. Right? And guess who we bailed out? The cars. We we bailed out car companies, man. Like it's it's crazy to me. Let me pull that up exactly. Yeah, everybody talks about how capitalism you're supposed to be like, hey, if you do good, you do good, but if you fail, you fail. Not really true when you're talking about big corporations backed by governments who they've had politicians pull for them and everything. You know, when they're in the pockets of politicians, that's not really the case. Eventually they'll get their bailouts and all of that. The U.S. government spent about $50 billion to bail out GM in 2009. I love GM. I do. <laughs> I have a GM <laughs> tattoo on my forehead. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <that's laughs> I am the man for GM. Oh, Mr. my GM. gosh. President Bush approved a bailout plan, gave General Motors and Chrysler $13.4 billion in financing from TARP, Trouble at Assets Relief Program funds as well as four billion to be withdrawn later but it's a problem to help the american people yeah see the problem is oh so much government spending is because of the lazy people on food stamps and and the people living off government assistance you mean when we drop uh 17 billion dollars collectively on two companies yeah, on a company that would have been replaced by another company eventually. Yes, but because they 
lobby and plenty of other things. Now they're completely bailed out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's absolutely fine. Because, yeah, because they line the pockets and politicians. Yep. It's it's all good because the money's going to go right back to the person who just spent it on them. What, no, let's it's, talk about the vaccines. How about that? How about how much money the government gave for the development of these vaccines, but then also how much they profited off these vaccines? True, 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 true. Yeah. yeah and then it's weird how vaccines... If there's anything wrong with the vaccines, the va- the companies aren't responsible. Not one ounce they're responsible for. These vaccines can kill a billion people, and they still couldn't be sued. Yep. They're completely independent of it. And we're paying for these vaccines as well. Yeah. On both ends. We pay for development, and then we also pay to take them. Uh, it's, it is insane to me that, like, we're, again, the nation that just monetizes every single aspect yeah we're mon- we're monetizing pe- sick people i mean we mon- every part of our life in america i can't think of one part that's not monetized i can't i mean yeah. from the socks i'm wearing to the food i eat from the yeah. water i drink from the electricity i'm using right now to record this podcast from the computer that i mean everything in my life i cannot think of one thing that hasn't been monetized yeah that i mean i'm, I'm trying to think on it and even if you begin a garden the first beginner steps are the all monetized. The seed companies I get them from. Yeah, they're all monetized. All monetized. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they they um, patent genetics now. So what they do with farmers is what they'll do is they'll have a seed and you're not allowed to grow that seed the next year because they have a patent on that seed. You only have a one-year contract on it. So if a farmer cannot save his seeds, he has to be he has to be responsible to buy that those seeds every year. And usually they have to because they have to make a seed more resistant to Roundup or whatever pesticides they're using every year because they're because it's cheaper to spray stuff than it is to, to take time to grow it. Oh my gosh, that's insane to me. So we're just, for the name of profit incentive, we're completely being wasteful of what nature gives us entirely. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the seeds or anything, but we have to make them more adaptable just so we can spray our chemicals and so we can make so they can grow bigger and all this it's it's insane to me absolutely insane bailout receipts we're tracking where taxpayers money has gone in the ongoing bailout of the financial system our database accounts for both the broader 700 billion bill and the separate bailout of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for each entity, we provide a net outstanding amount, which shows how deep taxpayers are in the hole after accounting for any revenue the government has received, usually through interest or dividends. Look at, look at that number. It's a big number. <laughs> these these numbers are. Is that a trillion or billion? That's I believe that that is billion, a hundred and nineteen billion. Government-sponsored enterprise, Fannie Mae. But then, yeah. So we're spending all this money on bailouts, when we, and, and or sending all these money, all this money overseas for certain things. But we have people starving down the street. Yes. We have we have people that are killing each other in the streets, doing all this. I mean, we can even talk about defense money, like all the money they spend in mil- on yeah. military. More than the next twenty-four countries combined. Yeah. And twenty-three of those are our allies, by the way. Exactly. Fun fact. Um, that is. <laughs> insane to me. Uh, let's let's see how much the cost. Yeah, everybody's worried about what what if China invades? What if this? Like, I hate to say it, if we're gonna have a war, it's gonna be with ourselves. Oh, it, sure. it will not be from another country. Our biggest threat will be ourselves. 
and and it's because again they're digging <laughs> their own graves yeah right like Mr. right Carl now over here. yeah right <laughs> like they're like that's that's what it is college debt forgiveness that's the only oh, bill that kind of i think makes sense a little bit is college debt forgiveness because it is good. education is something valuable 100 percent And I heard a lot of people complaining on TikTok and everybody like, "Oh, I'm paying, I'm paying for all y'all guys' schools now." I'm like, no, buddy, this you didn't care about when they were spending all this money on sending money to Ukraine and all this, but now why do you care when you're educating Americans? It's a problem when it's helping us, but it doesn't matter when it's helping somebody bigger than us that we'll never that will never benefit, will never benefit from. So, so the wall is, oh my gosh, wow, that's insane. $11 billion and counting for the border wall that's happening. $11 uh, billion dollars and, for the border wall. And counting, so $20 million per mile. $20 uh, million per mile. Yes, uh, which is insane. And we're looking anywhere for the student <laughs> loan debt is between $300 billion to $980 billion. Over 10 years, which is, it sounds insane. This year alone, this bailout list tells us right here, we have sent out $700 billion to companies. So $300 billion is nothing in comparison. To companies that under a, a normal capitalist society which should go under. Yes. That yeah. have no reason to be bailed out by the tax-paying people. Yeah. And, and I think the reason this is great... Uh, I think the reason that this is great for people to have uh, this form of college bailout, in my opinion, is to allow people that are in mass amount of debts and a way of life to where they're not fighting from the hole, right? Like they're 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 not they're not playing a broken game anymore. They're kind of given a chance. Now the chance will obviously still suck, but it's better than the one it was, right? So teachers, perfect example. Probably, you know, how much of the debt, I wonder, do keep teachers account for, right? Like, imagine, right? So, yeah. so if they get a master's degree, the most they can make up in South Carolina is about fifty to $70,000. Which is nothing. Which is nothing compared to the $150,000 of debt they took on. Yep. So even if they were given a three-year advance on their paycheck, they would, they would finish even. Even. Even that's that's not to account for car expenses, insurance, gas, inflation, uh, cost of living, uh, rent, so many things, and then emergency medical fees. Yep. Right. All those play factors inside of it. Not to mention a children. A, yeah, a crippling college debt. So you can choose to go to college and be a part of the American system of teaching children. Which I think is a grossly underpaid position, in my opinion. These people are teaching the future of our nation, and you're paying them nothing. Absolutely nothing. While a politician, a senator, Lindsey Graham, can get a raise every new term. Let's, Let's see how much Lindsey Graham makes. All right. 
Lindsey Graham. His net worth, he makes about 174000 per year with an investment portfolio. So that's not including his lobbying. That's not including his trades that he does for insider trading. His estimated net worth is is anywhere between one to two million. This man, who has done nothing for the state of South Carolina in, inside of representing us in the, in the Senate, who I've talked to, no one likes, but the only reason they keep voting for him is because he's a Republican, makes more money than a teacher. Actually, three times more money than a teacher. Mm-hmm. Who's teaching the future of our nation? More money than a police officer who's protecting our neighborhoods. That's a whole different subject we'll get into. Yeah. I did air quotes around protecting. Uh, <laughs> uh, they could feel them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, firefighters, plenty of other people, right? That are that are doing productive things. Things, things that society needs to function. Yes. Now, the entire thing that he does is nothing. Nothing. I do, like, it's insane to me. Yeah, and because, I mean, you think about it, what's his net worth going to be when he gets out of office? Yeah. With all because his, all his backdoor deals that he signed with these companies so they he could pull for them and make sure that these bills get passed and all this. How many, how much money do you think he'll be making when he gets out Oh, it's, 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 on, it's, you can't even measure it, truthfully. Exactly. Like, like it's, it's insane. The insider trading that could happen, like you said about Nancy Pelosi, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Best stock trader. Probably ever, you would yeah. say. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking about inside trading. I'm t- I'm t- literally talking about how these companies approach these politicians and get them to pass bills for them mm-hmm. in the promise of being on payroll when they get out of office. Yeah, yeah. Lo- lobbying is we, we we're nations that have lobbying. I think lobbying should be made illegal. Hundred percent. It should be. It should be treason. Yeah, it, I it, think it really should be because you were screwing your country. Yeah, for to your benefit own, yourself. Yes, for and your own. I think game. that's what treason is. Treason is. Yeah. If I so if I took all information from the CIA and gave it to Russia, that's treason. Because I'm screwing America. Yeah, but you're saving yourself. But I'm saving myself. But that's exactly what the politicians are doing. They're saving themselves. They're so they're them and their families can benefit off the backs of Americans. Yeah. Now, now let's go over a positive point of. Of lobbying, so like people are going to bring this up. Like, not all lobbying is bad, right? They're yeah. going to say this. So, there was a hearing aid company. There's been a cornering on the market where if you want a hearing aid for the longest time, I think it was like a thousand bucks. It was some insane price. Mm-hmm. You just even have the right to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this company, I think, lobbied in order to get their hearing aid put out on the market and sold over the counter uh, for like, I think, $50 a pop, which is good, which is, which is a good form. But again, that one good doesn't counteract the overwhelming amount of yeah. bad, yeah. right? Because that same argument is like whenever like you hear uh, African Americans, I can't, I can't, I, th- I can't remember the, I can't remember his name. He was having a talk with a, a U.S. senator, and he said, "I, I want to see, I want to see my my brothers free, right? I want to see them doing well. I want to see them doing great. You know, uh, black people, African Americans have been put down for so long." You know, I, I want them to succeed. I want them to be in a system where they succeed. And he goes, well, what are you talking about? You were a star athlete. Look at you. You're great. You're doing all this. And he goes, the one, I'm the one out of the millions. Yep. My one doesn't counteract all the millions. Mm-hmm. And the, and I think the same, same thing can be applicable here. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the same thing. Like when LeBron James starts talking about rights and and being an activist, right? And people put him down, like, oh, look at him. He's had this. He's had that. And because he's because he's done this well, it gives him this platform in order to speak on these things he's familiar with, because he knows all of these people personally, mm-hmm. right? And and that's where it it gets me. I was like, oh, th- this one thing justifies every last bit of it because i think the bad is overwhelming oh in yeah my, in my opinion uh the the medical system's in complete ruin uh the purposelessness of everyone's life is is really up for grabs right now like it's it's bad yeah when you spend 75 percent of your life at a job with the 70 let's say 70 percent of your waking the time you, not when you're sleeping but when you're awake at a job mm-hmm I mean, you really are. You really living life, for sure. No, for sure. I, I, I would agree. I, I would agree I entirely. Believe. Right? Like, I think and um, that's a that's a moderate that's a moderate number because more more people will probably spend more than that yeah. working five days yeah. a week. There's a know? there's a one of the guys on Shark Tank. Uh, I can't. Kevin remember. O'Leary. Uh, was it the guy? bald guy? Kevin. That's Kevin. Yeah. Kevin O'Leary. He was like, well, you know, that nine to five. You wanna you wanna clock out at five and then go to a soccer game. You're not gonna work for me. You know, you close that computer at 5, go to a soccer... You're not going to work for me. That's what he kept saying. He's like, yeah, I hope you work for my competitor. Because yep. I want you all the time. Yep. Right? Yeah, because it's, it's about expanding profit margins. And we wonder why our suicide rate increased. I was listening increased. to a, a Joe Rogan podcast, and I believe it's a Joe Rogan podcast, but they were interviewed, uh, he had a guy on there that interviewed dying people, and he interviewed a really rich guy, and he was just like, um, he was dying, and he was like, man, he's like, I have all these BMWs in the driveway, but I really just want somebody to be here when I die, or just hold my hand or whatever. I mean, all these possessive things, I mean, you really think you'd be working hard for something, and you can have nicest car, nicest house, nicest girls, but I mean, it's really, you're not really fulfilled in life, because, I mean, at the end, you really, you realize you have nothing. Yeah. Because you didn't, yeah. you didn't do anything to really benefit your experience. Yeah, as a for human. sure. For sure, or even benefit others' experiences yeah. as well, right? So, like, as someone that's been a martyr, let's say you're you're in a hospital. It's this is random. Someone tosses a nade in there, a grenade, <laughs> right? You jump on top of that nade. Now you're a martyr, right? Yeah. You've given your life for other people to live, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's an honorable and noble thing to do, right? But to sacrifice yourself to a job which could care less about you in order for monetary gain is not noble, in my opinion. It's not, yep. not one bit. Uh, I, I would say it's just you're being a victim of the system at hand. And I, and I really do believe that we can view the scope of modern-day capitalism, our modern-day world, as a class struggle. Yeah. And, and a lot of people would love to view it as, uh, you know, are you voting Democrat or Republican? Are you voting red Ronald Reagan or blue Ronald Reagan? Because neither of them care about you, if I'm going to be honest about it. No, and, and, the, the and, and the one that that does care about you, actually, won't even get up there like how in any fathomable world that's ruled by competency as some say does joe biden get it get the uh democratic vote over bernie sanders how right i understand bernie pulled out but still like the fact that that that's even possible to me is ridiculous right like competency does not rule higher planes of a hierarchical structure at all i used to believe it did so this is going to be another controversial take. 
especially for anyone that's a Jordan Peterson fan. I lo- uh, I like Jordan Peterson. I like a lot what he says about, especially his biblical lectures and stuff like that, and certain psychology. Very good. But I do not believe that higher structures in America are ruled by competency, but rather by power. And whether or not that power breeds competency is a completely different debate, because the reason these individuals are in power is not because they're competent, but because they have power. That's just the truth about it. It's simple as that. If if our basis for picking an American president is who is the most competent, then why did we have two buffoons that were neither neither of them were competent in either of their fields? No. Right. Well, why is that incompetent? Is in health. Yeah, he's not coming. And then, as far as a businessman goes, was it fifteen bankruptcies? That's the last thing you would call competent as a businessman, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Competency doesn't rule that hierarchical structure. Now it rules lower hierarchical structures like plumbers, right? It rules plumbers for sure. This is what Jordan Peterson talked about, right? There's no roving, tyrannical gang of plumbers going around. No, you hire a plumber because they're competent. Mm-hmm. You hire electricians because they're competent. But politicians, no. Higher jobs with more importance to a degree, right? Because obviously these are important infrastructures. But these people are making policies and changes that affect every single one of us now. Mm-hmm. And they're listening to power, not competency. Money, the almighty dollar. Yeah. And that's what capitalism really boils, boils down to, entirely. And they're, I don't know if there's a way to change that. I know there's ways to alleviate the system. Mark says for a revolution. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious yeah, about it. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what we should go to. I don't believe that at all. Um, but yeah, if we continue on the path we do, it is inevitable. This, yeah, that's that's the problem, right? Because no matter how we look at it, there's always going to be a lot less poor people than there will be rich people. And if you keep stepping on the back of poor people, eventually, they're going to come for the rich. Yeah, hundred percent. Eventually, well, we saw that almost in the nineteen. Uh, 1930s, if you remember, during the the Dust Bowl, right? Yep. So that before FDR taxed the rich greatly in order to make federal jobs, people were people were uh, was it uh, was it boycotting Wall Street and all that stuff, and they really like they were gonna get violent, very violent, because they were starving. I mean, yeah. it was it was bad, yeah. very bad, and that was stipend out entirely by FDR, mm-hmm. right? In his in his party, he went on the radio, said for the first time ever, shout out FDR. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. He's a good uh, president. He really was. Yeah. Truman? Yeah. yeah, I would disagree. Yeah, I don't like Truman at all. Kennedy, too. Yeah. Homie. Yeah, yeah, Chinese Kennedy's a pro. Yeah, yeah. He def- tried to stop the FBI, but then the FBI shot him. Yeah, for sure. I 100%. agree. 100%. 1,000%. 1,000% FBI yeah. killed Kennedy. Yeah, for sure. And actually, it's because of... Uh, it's so FDR. The reason there's is the reason there's term limits now. Yeah. He was he was voted in four times, right? And the Republican Party was very angry about that uh, because they were taxed ninety six percent on every dollar they made above two hundred fifty thousand. Said no, we can't have that anymore. So let's put a term limit on it, and that's what they did. Yep. They took over and they put a term limit. They they did it for their own gain, not for the American people, because the American people wanted FDR. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, I would also say, hot take, this is for a later time, but fuck the Electoral College. Yep. I said it. I said it. I. It's not an accurate representation anymore of the people. No, I think, if anything, we should have a true democracy. Yeah. Every vote counts per vote, not Electoral Colleges. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like my vote inside of Pickens County doesn't matter because I vo- so I voted I, I voted Democrat on a lot of things, but that vote is completely outweighed due to gerrymandering and redistricting. Yep. And not just that, because of the winner take all system and the electoral college, my vote actually doesn't matter. Yeah, right? that states one, that have huge populations can completely drown out other states, whole mm-hmm. states. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and really make their votes useless. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And now it's and and on top of that, even on a smaller level, right? Like, like I was saying, my vote didn't matter inside of Pickens County because it's going to be red. Yeah. So my one vote, like if I did or didn't vote, didn't actually matter because it's it's red. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you're in a swing state, it's a little bit different. Right. It is. It is different. Yeah. But for a majority of states that are always blue or always red, your vote doesn't matter there if you're voting the opposite. Yep. Like one bit. Now, on your local elections and stuff like that, go out and vote. 100%. No, November 7th, I believe it is. Go out and vote. I don't care who you vote for, uh, go out and vote. Yep. And, and for the South Carolina uh, governor, go out and vote. Please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think we need more young people voting, uh, especially on local elections and state elections. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only way we can make a change right now in society, at least in politics, is voting. Yeah, or or radicalism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm just being. That. Yeah, I'm just. Well, I'm just being <laughs> honest, right? I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just keeping it honest, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like so, like it's like if you if you want if you want change, you can vote and take the slow process, or you can be radical and take the quick process. Mm-hmm. Those are your hopes for change uh, inside of this stage that we have now. Just being moderate and content, it's not going to have you heard at all, uh, truthfully. And I'm not calling anyone to be radical, but I'm saying be active within the voting system. Be active within your local democracy. Be, yep. be active Write your senator's them. letters. Right. Do, do all of these things that you can do in order to better the people around you. Yeah, even though I know none of them read them. For sure. 100% they don't because they don't give a hell about us. No. Once once they get into office, they can care less about their people. They could say all they want. Well, that's all they do is care for us and do the best things for their states. But I know I don't believe it at all. No, for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy thing. Emma, I, wow. How how I mean, long are we at? We we're at an hour, guy. Wow. An I think we straight. should probably wrap this up and maybe do a part two. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely down. Uh, so, thank you guys for listening. Join thank us you. on the next cast. Uh, yep. We don't really have a name yet, so I guess yeah, maybe it's maybe. not Comcast for everybody it, wondering. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not trying to be. It's. Um, we just have a lot to say right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, getting out our frustrations, and uh, if you guys feel the same way. Uh, then just continue to listen and support, and we'll try to make avenues so we can have an open dialogue with with, yeah, with we'll anyone and eventually, everyone. Eventually, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to start taking questions. Yeah, and just, stuff uh, like that. Just create an we'll just create an email, put it out there, and try to get it to where you know whoever wants to say something to us, you know, we'll open it up, read it out loud on the on the cast, and see where it goes from there. Cool, for yep. sure. Uh, I'm down. So thank you guys for listening. Yep. Thanks, guys, and have a good one.